Welcome to Modern Musings, conversations with the maiden, mother, and crone, looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. And welcome back. I am Amber Garvin, and I'm here with my two cohorty co-hosts, Kristen Hessler and Cindy Murray. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's April now, and we are wanting to talk a little bit about National Poetry Month. April is National Poetry Month, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about poetry. If you didn't know what poetry was, and hopefully you do know what poetry was, or you were kind of paying attention in school, and... You kind of hate poetry because your teacher didn't teach it right. Well, I'm a teacher and my students love poetry because poetry is music. Yeah. You know, if you much. listen to music, you're listening to poetry. If you don't realize that. Songs, you mean. Yeah, songs, well, not, songs. not Mozart. Pop, particularly <laughs> pop music, country music, anything with lyrics and yeah, verses. Yeah, anything with lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean... Metal music has some good lyrics also. Don't discount metal music. Well, this is true. <laughs> hey, I was a metalhead, so. You know. Yeah, so if you like lyrics, you like music. And uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about poetry today. And we like to celebrate National Poetry Month in my classroom. I have uh, National, or I have Poem Day and students... I like to have students perform a poem or a song, but uh, they can't necessarily perform it like it has been performed before. And we do a lot of projects this month as well, usually centered around poetry. And then I like to make a bulletin board called Poem in Your Pocket or Pick Your Poem. And I put little pockets on there and I print out little poems. And I encourage kids to grab a poem and put it in their pocket when they leave the classroom. Poems are, I I think that's really awesome because poetry is really great food for thought. And a lot of people have... Something to chew on, yeah. Well, yeah, it it really is. And a lot of people have this misconstrued notion that poetry is this really dry... um, You know, they're thinking Emily Dickinson or Shakespeare or... Um, Shakespeare's not uh, dry. Well, no, but wordy, uh, wordy, you know, lofty, and either and, romantic or sad. Yes, uh, you know, and but they think but, it has and to not, rhyme. Not related to their lives, and I believe firmly that there is poetry out there for everyone. You just haven't found it yet, and you know, there's, there's simple everyday layman's poetry and Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about some of those different kinds of poems uh a little bit later in the podcast but um and and as i mentioned you know songs uh song lyrics are a form of poetry yes set to music and um you could even say that bible verses are poetry well actually the many of the psalms are actually poems poems. and so um there's there's a lot to be celebrated in poetry and don't have that narrow focus of uh you know i think that i shall never see you know (laughs) yeah like it doesn't have to be some epic thing poetry 
can be a few lines. It doesn't have to be five pages long. It doesn't have to be an epic poem like, say, the Odyssey. I love the Odyssey. <laughs> maybe that's, oh, no, where, it's my maybe favorite that's epic where school poem. Has, has robbed some of us of the opportunity to oh, enjoy right. poetry because they make I remember like learning long. the Odyssey. And oh, yes. I yes. transferred schools a bunch of times. Well, not a bunch of times, but several times. You know, I went to two different junior highs. So I remember doing the Odyssey more than once. Yeah. And that's a long poem. As a ninth grade teacher, I do the Odyssey every year. So I have read it. I love the Odyssey. Millions of times. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I I could see where some kids might get a little, um, you know, weighed down by that because that's heavy reading oh it is Uh, yeah if you read the whole thing especially well and i had a i had an english teacher who loved shakespeare and we read a lot of shakespeare of shakespeare and that weighs a lot of people down because it's it's hard reading it's because it's not in a form of english that we speak right you know that's where you kind of talk about it's it's a full course meal, not fast food. You got to yes, sit yeah. down it really and is. chew it. It really is. You have to sit down and chew it. But there, and, and Canterbury Tales. Uh, oh, see, that's, that's another, another form one. of English. Like um, the um, Odyssey is written in like old English. And then. Well, actually it was written in Latin? Greek or oh, Greek. Latin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it was written in one of the earliest forms of English. And and more specifically, what was written in Old English would be Beowulf. Yeah. If, if you're thinking of epic poetry. Because when I teach seniors, I go through the different types of English. And we have like a little a nine weeks on the different types of English. Starting with Old English. And then Middle English, which is Canterbury Tales. And then Modern English, which is Shakespeare. Well, Renaissance English. It's considered modern English, guys. Did y'all not know that? <laughs> wow. But but, but it, it's not TikTok speak or uh, and, well, text and it's speak. it's not American dialect. No, and no. and that is. But there are lots of types of poetry that are, and and as I mentioned before, there's there's more layman's type of poetry. A limerick is a form of poetry. Uh, a lot of you are familiar with it. It's a five-line poem. Uh, it follows an A-A-B-B-A uh, rhyming format. And it usually starts something like, there once was a man from Nantucket who carried his... <laughs> something in bucket. a bucket. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. So, you know, and it ends with something that I'm not going to say on the podcast. So, oh, you yeah. know, everybody... <laughs> So everybody is very familiar with those. And that is actually poetry as well. Um, So don't say you don't like poetry because everybody gets a giggle out of those. Um, You know, and, and I know a lot of kids are, and well, everyone is familiar with roses are red, violets are blue, you know, that those are very simple forms of poetry. Did y'all know that riddles are considered poetry? Oh, that's that's cool. cool. I love riddles too. Yeah, I do like that. I I like a lot of different kinds of poetry. And, and one of the things I was talking about the, about the food for thought, you know, if you have particularly modern poetry, um, very often speaks to modern issues. So um, if you take a, a modern day poem, it, it talks about angst. It talks about social issues. 
um, mental health, mental health and things like that. And, and they're very often very deep. And, and like Kristen said, you kind of have to chew on it for a bit, take it around in your pocket, like Amber's students and think about it all day, because a lot of times you can get a lot of different things out of it the more times you read it well yeah a poem is essentially a story it's a genre of writing it is a story but it's written in elevated language using poetic devices different types of devices similes metaphors and of course if you don't know what those things are I'm sure you've learned them in school those are the two basic poetic devices or figurative language out there similes and metaphors comparisons there was a whole bunch i was actually looking on my phone because i was trying to remember um certain type of um ones that i was familiar with Mm -hmm. and i was just like blown away at some of them like there was one i didn't even know i'd never heard of before uh metonymy did i say it right um i believe it's metonymy metonymy thank you yeah i never heard of that before (laughs) and uh, amber was like yeah it's kind of like a metaphor but it's just one word i I was like oh cool never heard of that before um i was curious of maybe like challenging myself to pick some of those and try to use them to grow my writing well they they are really a great um mental exercise you know we we talk about um doing things to increase our mental capabilities or to keep our brain young because that's what keeps us from developing dementia and things like Mm -hmm. that and doing these things that challenge our brain like reading hard readings writing you know having to think hard crossword to write puzzles crossword puzzles sudoku how do you, i don't even know how sudoku? You do, sudoku? thank you um <laughs> <laughs> i don't do that when i do the crosswords those are number puzzles but yeah but but it does the same thing you yeah. know and and writing poetry um reading and writing poetry does the same thing you know because it's you know you're challenging your brain to think Think outside the box. It's linking different parts of and your brain. And it is linking yeah. different kinds of parts of your brain. Um, you know, you you start thinking about how to describe an object in multiple different ways or from a different point of view. And, and those things, when you see things that way and you read things that way, you, you see the world in a different way. Yeah. And uh, that is uh, one thing... At least as an English teacher that I try to teach kids in school different ways to see the world. And I think that, you know, a lot of that is getting lost nowadays, which, you know, we've been talking about in past episodes of Eckhart Tolle. And he's pretty much saying the same thing, like uh, the way people think is getting lost and we need to change it and make a new earth. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, Amber, you were going to share with us, um, I think you had a, a poem you wanted to share with us. Oh, of course. And, um, we were also discussing earlier one little word and I was reading this poem to my, um, cohorts and Cindy said that it reminded her of one little word. And I know like it's, a One of my favorite African-American poets is Langston Hughes. And a while back, 
uh, Black History Month was a couple of months ago, and I taught Langston Hughes to my students. And I just wanted to read my favorite poem by him. And it's called Harlem. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? And I've always thought my whole life that this poem was very I, powerful. I thought it's... that was uh, that was a great poem. Um, and, and the reason I said it makes me think of one little word because a lot of times when we're doing our one little word or we're doing goal setting yeah. um, with our power sheets. and uh, You're talking about dreams and yeah. like, dreams and uh, goals and things goals and, and, and the things that... Uh, what does happen to your dreams, you know? If you and, let them go away. Yeah, and that's that's a great, uh, great visuals there with that poem. Um, and, you know, I'm, have, I'm a, at a loss for words. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very rich with, uh, with figurative language and poetic devices. Yes. For example, it has simile, does it stink like rotten meat? Or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet. You know, it has repetitions and like and rhyming sun and run. So it's a very full of literary devices yes. if you are a literature nerd like I am. Yeah, and I, I like I said, I think it's a great one, and it and it's one of those that you can kind of turn over in your brain over and over again as you think about not necessarily the poem but the message that the poem is the getting across it, and the, don't the, let what, your dreams go yeah, what happens to your dreams what happens when they, they go right. right and and it makes you think about those things and that's why i thought it was a, a good one representative of something we might look at in yes. one little word or something like that and and that's one of the things i love about poetry is that it just kind of makes you look at things from another point of view. And, you know, I've never thought about that. What what does become of your dreams? You know, what... Yeah, if you don't act on them, what right. becomes... And, you know, I have dreams that I had when I was younger, and I've never, you know, they, they still exist back there in my past, and I've never really looked at them and thought... Is it a sugary sweet dream? Mm -hmm. Do I look back on it with fondness and go, that was such a cool dream? Or do I look it, up and look did it, it just like, dry up and go yeah, away? Dry, yeah. uh, did it, did it, does it stink? Is it something that just festered and, and it drives me crazy because I didn't achieve it? You know, and we all have dreams, have dreams that probably like that. in all of those categories. So I, I, I think it's a great, poem for that very reason and you know there's there's a lot of really cool poetry out there um and I am not a you know I'm not an English teacher I'm not familiar <laughs> with a lot of um poetry i you know I learned what I learned in high school and college or whatever and um just yeah, little things kinda... that I've run across over you know the course of my life but um 
I don't know what actually fostered my love of poetry. Um, I remember writing poet, learning poetry when I was a little kid in mm-hmm. school, and I remember writing it. I have poetry that I wrote dated back to like third grade, I believe. But um, it's uh, I've always been fascinated with poetry and writing poetry and when poems come to me it's like I have to stop everything I'm doing and write them down yeah get the way I yeah put them out before they're gone like I have so many partially Mm -hmm. written poems in the notes on my phone (laughs) I have a book of partially written poems that I still need to get like the idea going I have so many, when I used to work at Dillard's years ago, this was years ago, like 2005, okay, um, I have so many, like, because I keep all those little scraps that I've written poems on, and they're in, like, a box, I have so many, like, Dillard's pieces of paper and stuff like that, <laughs> that I wrote, that you, yeah, that I wrote, the on, <laughs> yeah, that I wrote at work, so I have, like, a bunch of, like, little scraps of poems that say Dillard's on them. It's kind of crazy, but, you know, and I've just been, you know, and I save every single one of like the little scraps that I wrote poetry on. Maybe I'll make something out of it someday. Right now it's just in a box, but I've always been fascinated with poetry. I have a very similar experience. I, you know, I remember distinctly learning about poetry in fourth grade and, you know, we learned about limericks and we learned about, you know, roses are red, violets are blue, which I mentioned earlier. And, you know, and we had to write poetry and my mother loved to write poetry. So she would help me a lot with it, you know, and everything. Um, I don't remember, you know, I, I loved reading the Odyssey. I loved reading Shakespeare and things like that. But I didn't really develop a self um, I, you know, I didn't go out and just seek out poetry on my own though, but what I did do was I found myself writing poetry a lot that eventually turned into music lyrics. And, um, as I, uh, became a musician, a singer and songwriter, I would, I, my poetry turned to song lyrics and I, do a similar thing. I have bits and pieces of song lyrics, which, you know, everywhere, everywhere. And sometimes it's a chorus. Sometimes it's a verse. They're, they're just totally unfinished. So for me, I, um, I'll just relate this to something you guys can understand. Cause y'all obviously don't have a hard time writing poems. You can, words just pop in your head and you start writing them down put them on scrap paper i'm like anybody can write a poem i I know anyone can can. but so have you ever stared at a blank piece of paper or canvas and you're like i want to paint and i'm itching to paint but i don't know what to paint about and when i was in school and we had to write a poem i felt like i didn't know what i wanted to write about like my mind was just like empty and I have ADD and there's like things going in Your and out. Is 90, never empty. Yeah. 90 thoughts a second or something like that. That's legit. My head, I couldn't think of a single thing. I couldn't commit to anything. That's what it is. You can't commit. Maybe. And and the trick to that, and Amber will probably yeah. tell you this is the, 
just start writing. Yeah, write yeah. down a word. Y'all but, tell me this when we're like trying to write blogs for the podcast. Oh, I do it like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can write a paper. I can write I mean, a paper, can, follow the it. format. Three yeah. paragraphs and a beginning and an end paragraph. So oh, this something. Is, okay, right. so this is what, this is how I start my students with poetry. And, you know, there are many different types of poetry that we're, we've been talking about. And I can talk about simple types of poetry. But I always start with imagery. And that is descriptions using the five senses. Mm-hmm. So I have them describe their favorite food using their five senses. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them afterwards, I said, well, you just wrote a poem. I even started out for them. I taste, I taste, and mm-hmm. then they have to, and then they have to fill that in. I smell, I see, I touch, I hear, and they have to fill that in. And then I, um, have them title it, you know, if it's pizza or whatever. Why were you thinking pizza too? <laughs> <laughs> because everybody loves pizza. So, you know, if it's pizza or whatever. And then I have them go back and read it. And I was just like, did you not just write a poem? Because they'll be like, I can't write a poem. And I'll be like, yes, you can. I'm totally going to write a, p- well, a pizza pi- Okay, <laughs> this pizza this poem. goes, this leads right in, though, to um, something I wanted to bring up uh, with one little word. Here we go again. Um, I know it's, I, everything goes back to one little word for me always, I think. But, and um, Eckhart Tolle. And Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so, um, so last year... Um, I did one little word and one of the prompts, uh, the instructor who did the prompt that month, uh, did poetry. She's a poet. And so she wanted to get everyone to write poetry. And so one of the things that she had us do was write a poem using a Mad Lib format, which is very much like what you just did. Oh yeah. It's the the easiest way. So she had this little form. And it said, I am, and you fill in the blank. And then you had to describe this. And and she would, you know, say an adjective that describes whatever. And then, and it was all these things. And it wound up having, you know, you filled in the blank and you described yourself, basically, in this one. Because we're talking about one little word and we're looking at Mm -hmm. ourselves through the through the lens of poetry on that. Yeah, that's called an I am poem, by the way. And uh, and so we did we did that. And then um, and then she encouraged you, you know, you don't have to use it exactly in that Mad Lib format. You can take it and rearrange those parts as well. There, there are no rules in poetry. No, absolutely not. Th- that's the thing. There's no rules. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to have meter. Um, there, there are no rules. And, and so people think that there have to be rules when they're writing. Yeah. Poetry. Or they like think Kristen, that everything has to you rhyme. You know, think yeah. that she's, I don't know what to say cause I've got to rhyme. I don't know what to say because it has to be a type of meter, but it yeah. really doesn't. You can write a free verse or freestyle poem. Right. Well, I never and, even got that far. I just right. couldn't think of any well, subject and, matter worth writing a poem about, I guess. Yeah, I, I wound up <laughs> writing a couple of poems, and I really enjoyed the poetry that I wrote for this one little word. And I'm going to share those uh, on my blog later this week, uh, the two poems that I wrote, and talk uh, a little bit more. And I may have a challenge for you as well. Um, I may put together a little Mad Lib type uh 
you should and, and, and put it in our yeah. downloads for readers that right. way also if you haven't checked the downloads for readers lately i have added my smart goals form if you haven't checked it lately oh cool very cool it's a good awesome. time. To, is that linked on your blog? On it's too. linked on my blog. Okay, yes. very good, very well. So we'll we'll link it again um, on this week. Uh, if you haven't been on the blog, every week when we discuss things on the podcast um, that are visual items or linkable, linkable websites and things like that, uh, we always run a blog post the same day called heard it on the podcast and we will link all of those items or downloads or whatever there so you can go there and find that um we also so if have you're some listening it should be there now for you to check out you know we also have some we'll have some websites like poetry foundation for you to check out if you want to look into more poems yes as well yes and then um i know like on my blog i'm going to talk about my poetry but i'm also going to talk about blackout poetry which is something that's near and dear i'm to my excited heart. about that one because i we're also going to do a video or I've we're going to upload a video people do the blackout poetry and it's really cool so how do you get started doing blackout poetry oh blackout poetry is a lot easier than you think um basically you can take a pretty much anything like a newspaper or a magazine i wouldn't do magazine they have a lot of pictures but Newspapers great for blackout poetry, or magazine pages with a lot of copy, like mm-hmm. a or an, an old, old book. Old book, yes. Yeah. That I am currently or a new make, book. Yeah, or a new book. If yeah. you're a destroyer of books, <laughs> <laughs> I um, recently went to the Big Half Price Books and I got some books to destroy mm-hmm. on my blackout poetry project. So. I have several books that I'm working on, Blackout Poetry. And Blackout Poetry is um, not as new as you would think. There's quite a history that I'm going to talk about in my blog about Blackout Poetry. And it's something that my students love to do. I know I keep talking about school. But it's something that I love to do as well. But you can get any newspaper or whatever, old book, and you just pick a page and you skim through the page and you find anchor words that you like the most really awesome anchor words that you want to connect together in some way Mm -hmm. to make a poem and you underline those use pencil please underline (laughs) those words first just in case you don't want those words anymore but underline those words first and then just kind of vision keep a vision of the words that you use you could do as many anchor words as you want it doesn't have to be two three you can do as many as you want words that you think would be cool to whatever you're gonna do and then you go back and you fill in with underline with the connector words to make a sentence make a story make a poem of some sort and once you have those underline then go back and kind of put like a circle around them or a box around them and then then you get to destroy the page you get a sharpie or any kind of color Mm -hmm. and blank out the rest of the words to where all you see are the words that you underlined and put a circle around very cool very cool and you know and you can just do it randomly 
and then go back and be like, hey, I actually did make a cool poem. I had no clue that I was going to do this. And I've done it different ways. Even if you think that you're not making a poem, once you have everything blacked out, you'll realize that I actually did make a poem. And it's one of the easiest ways to get started in poetry and also one of the funnest ways because if you go online and look at the different types of blackout poetry, people will go in old books and they will make designs with their poetry. Of course, that's more of like a advanced art method. Mm-hmm. But especially I've if seen you those do, where they have a, like a picture, mm-hmm. the words form a a picture yeah the words will form a picture Mm -hmm. or they draw a picture over the words subject Mm -hmm. matter and you know especially if you're like really into mixed media forms of art it's a really cool way to merge poetry and art very cool very cool and there's also something similar called a uh, found poem and uh that would be just um, cutting out words from a magazine and just mm. kind of throwing them down and oh, turning kind of like them into we did a on our vision, done board. On my vision boards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, that's absolutely. exactly like a I vision love doing board. That. I like this as so well. So you're yes. making poetry and you didn't even know you were. Yeah. <laughs> and there are also, um, I took a workshop on poetry uh, several years ago, and you can also do something called book spine poetry and I'll post pictures of this on my blog as well it's where you can go to your bookshelf and grab any kind of random books and stack them on top of each other and make a poem using the spines of the books the titles yeah yeah the the titles yeah yeah the words Mm -hmm. on the spine so to speak there's many different ways to make poetry that's not just sitting down and writing it. That's very cool. I like the idea of incorporating it into my art. Like with the, you know, vision, vision boards, boards and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And I liked, last year I didn't purchase the class for One Little Word. I just kind of like tagged along with what everyone else was doing after they posted it. So whenever they wrote a poem, I didn't have all of the the guidance and and prompts and stuff I just sat down with my word because my word was less and the you know counter word with it was more so I wrote a word about how they kind of like fight and tug each other like internally with myself and I was like kind of blown away because my poem when I read it it makes myself cry because I'm like it's so true you know and uh, I enjoyed that and I'm like I can't wait I hope we get to do po- uh, poems again this year because I want to add that into my one little word and into my art journaling and stuff because mm-hmm. I like to um, kind of wreck other books I like to take old mm-hmm. textbooks and stuff and like you know paint the pages with um well, it's better to do that think than of the word them away or white, giving them away you know, to... I paint them white. Jesso, thank you. I was like, goulash? Wow. <laughs> the word goulash kept going. This is why she I don't like poetry. She's hungry. This is why I'm not a poet because I get the words all mixed up. But <laughs> um, yeah, up I, the words. I like the thought of like, you know, painting and then writing my poem on top of that. I think that That's would be cool. cool. Yeah. I like yeah. doing a lot of things like that too. I... I incorporate writings of all kinds in all of my art and I incorporate art into my writing. So, um, 
for me, they all just kind of blend together because they're all forms of art. But you're right. It is, it's like a story without having like chapter after chapter of chapter of getting to the point. Mm -hmm. You can use these choice select words like Shakespeare did, you know, to narrow the words down, but still evoke that emotion and that story and get your point across Mm -hmm. with less words, more meaning. Yes, exactly. I like that. Yeah. And when once you look at it that way, like a poem, a song is a story, just a little tiny short story, then you can definitely get into it more. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, hey, this is telling me a story. This is, it's not the conventional way, but it is telling me a story, just like Langston Hughes is telling the story of dreams being deferred. Right. And what happens to yeah, them. Yeah, and what hap- yeah. what does happen to them after they leave and go away. So, yes, very profound. And uh, So, next week, I think we're going to talk about COVID journals, or two year out. Two years out of COVID because the anniversary... Of the lockdown in of the Texas. Lockdown yes, in Texas yes. is... So we're we're going to talk about the not no political stuff. I promise we're not going to talk political stuff. Just no. stuff that we did during lockdown and, that helped us cope. Well, and some of the some of the repercussions that we're dealing with emotionally right now. Um, some of the things that are still uh, that we're still coping and, with. Yeah, are, the and that- um, but no no talk about politics no vaccines no no talk about no masks actual covid or anything like that we're just going to talk about things that we did during lockdown to help us help us out yeah so um and we'll we'll uh talk more about that next week and um, yeah so be sure to check us out on the blog yeah yeah yeah, yeah, we'll have a lot we have check our content always Loading up on our website and our blog. Yes. On our More other videos media. have been coming out. So go check us out. Follow us on all forms of social media. We don't have... Yeah, all forms of social media. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> and we have we have content almost every day. Something. So Yeah, something almost every day coming out. So check us out. Yep. Uh, so I'd like to thank Red Door Studios and a Creative Audio Tech. And we want to thank all you listeners for coming back. And we want to thank you new listeners for Drop listening through line. to the end. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we hope you come back next week because we always have different topics every week. Um, sometimes we circle back to topics we've talked about. And sometimes the topic that we're talking about that you think is not related actually winds up circling back. To a topic that is related. So you just never know. Because the wheel goes in full circle. The wheel of fortune goes in full circle. It does. And it's always in motion. So um, so there. Um, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking tarot cards. Well, that too. <laughs> I was thinking of the omnivorous or whatever. The snake, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. See how our minds go. We are a little bit cray cray. Okay. So that's it for this week. We'll... Uh, Be back next week. (laughs) Uh, Bye. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Bye.